Welcome and thank you for being with me. I am Billy Ray Parrish for God's Gospel Radio Ministries. Imagine if you will, asking you to imagine if you will, seeing the world through God's word. Today's discussion will be on capitalism as I ask you to imagine, if you will, a Christian case for capitalism. So please stay tuned. Satan has all kind of tools. Watch this. It doesn't make any difference which tool he uses. Because right now the dark cloud is descending upon this speaker. When I look out in that abyss, I don't know what I see. Our patriotic movement will overcome this terrible deception. Must be election season again because capitalism is in the headlines. Capitalism is something that is misunderstood by so many. It's often compared with socialism and or communism, which is clearly unfair and unwise as all three are different economic systems. Communism and socialism are similar in nature, whereas capitalism is the exact opposite of the three. It is the best option available. But it's also the best economic system known to man. Ralph Waldo Emerson explained that doing well is the result of doing good. That's what capitalism is all about. And the great economist Thomas Sowell put it perfectly, explaining that capitalism knows only one color. That color is green. All else is necessarily subservient to it. Hence, race, gender, and ethnicity cannot be considered within it. One of the major problems that we're witnessing in our country is that history is not being taught, or it's not being taught properly. The evils of socialism go untaught, which is why we, as a society, see so many uninformed, educated, know-everything-about-nothing kids walking around with degrees and an opinion. Young people have become infatuated with a system that was outdated when Karl Marx was teaching about its horrors. On paper, it may look good, and by its definition may even sound good, but it has never worked anywhere it was implemented, and there's a reason for this. Wikipedia defines socialism as an economic or political system that believes wealth should be owned or controlled by the workers. This is a system that everyone can, could get behind, but that's not what happens in a socialist society. When you speak of equality, go back to what Mr. Sowell had to say, as capitalism is the only economic system that is about what you do, not about who you are. Socialism is built on the idea that incentives do not matter, but this is a crazy foundation to build anything around as people do what they do, whatever it may be, because they have incentives to do so. For example, I'm doing this podcast with incentives, as you're listening with incentives. Socialism literally eradicates private property, which is very similar to the death tax. 
that is after you die someone pays on something that you've already paid on which makes absolutely no sense within a socialist system there is no free market and because there is no private property incentives are further abolished and this should explain why socialism cannot bring forth prosperity when president trump says america will never be a socialist society he means it because socialism only makes a society weaker many universities are teaching that socialism helps distribute wealth equally which is another example of the catastrophic failure of america's educational system According to the Heritage Foundation, capitalism has done more than any other economic system over the last 25 years to lift the world out of poverty, which is why it is the best-known economic system to man. As Christians, we are to hold our beliefs up to the Bible, so let's look what Scripture has to say. I've talked to many Christians who are confused on different aspects of money, for instance, I hear many say that money is the root of all evil, but this is not entirely correct. Instead, the love of money is the root of all evil. I've thought about this issue a lot because it means a lot to me, and I have found that God is in favor of capitalism. This is based on different principles, including responsibility and accountability. For example, we are to be responsible for those who are our responsibilities. This is simple, but it is simple. Galatians 6 and 5 reads, For every man shall bear his own burden. 1 Timothy 5 and 8 reads, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. We have to provide for our own, but this is impossible within a socialist system. Something else that was pointed out to me as I read scripture is that it is man's nature to be lazy and neglectful, and we see many examples of this in our country. If the state controls everything like it does under a socialist system, then there is no incentive to do more, which is just one problem of a welfare state. And while this is an important discussion to take place in, this is not the program for that. In 1947, Winston Churchill gave a speech which reminded the House of Commons that democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the others that have been tried. In saying this, there are some negatives about capitalism, but it is by far the best economic system that we have in place. We saw what happened when President Trump allowed for the free market to take care of itself. The free market won and the economy truly took off. The new norm, as President Obama explained, small economic growth and high unemployment rates being, became just a distant memory when President Trump took off the regulations and restrictions of businesses and allowed for business owners and customers to dictate what they would do with much more of their money. As mentioned earlier, a Christian should be in support of capitalism because of responsibility and accountability. Romans 14 and 12 reminds us of this, explaining, So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Colossians 3 and 23 is a reminder to be humble and that we will be held accountable. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Proverbs 3 and 9 reads, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. This is about money management and accountability. 
but not just about money as we are to honor God in all things. And we do this by being accountable. When we are not accountable for our responsibilities and neglect what we are to do, then we are foolish. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Proverbs 21 and 20. Another important and fun fact about capitalism is that just because someone gets rich does not mean that someone else gets poor. If I open up a business or offer a service that someone wants, that does not mean that someone goes into poverty, but this is exactly what it means in socialism. If someone gets rich, then most certainly someone becomes poor, as you cannot distribute money fairly. Equality, as it is deemed, cannot be passed around fairly. That is, if I work harder than the guy next to me, then that person should not be entitled to any of what I worked for. President Obama meant this when he talked about distributing the wealth fairly or had an idea that someone else who did not work with me deserves a part of this. There is no such thing as distributing wealth fairly, and world history reveals this fact. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 tells us that every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. We cannot give if we don't have. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10 reads, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Ephesians 4 and 28 explains, To let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may give to him that needeth. Capitalism promotes freedom. It allows us the freedom to choose what we want to do and how to do it. We have the right to buy what we want and where to live. We have the choice to buy as little or as much of something and whether or not to live in a certain part of town. That's our choice. With socialism, however, the government decides what is right and what we can and cannot do, and this is not freedom. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 reads, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Proverbs 19 and 21 reads, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Further, Proverbs 16 and 9 reads, A man's heart devises his way. But the Lord directeth his steps. As Americans, we are free to make choices, and this is only possible with capitalism, so it's easy to point out that capitalism is morally superior to the other economic systems. And it's easy to conclude that capitalism is the all-American economic system. Another important aspect of capitalism is that it also encourages cooperation. Think about this because it's an important aspect of our country and our way of life. If someone wants something done, they call the right individual or a contractor of some kind. The contractor and the person needing help, the customer, ne negotiates a price. Maybe it is a set price or maybe it's something the two of you agree on. For example, my stove recently went out and because of my home warranty, I was able to get a contractor for one price and the warranty company paid for the product. Socialism does not allow for this. Cooperation requires two or more willing participants. 
Amos 3 and 3 asks, Can two walk together except they be agreed? And 1 Corinthians 14 and 40 points out, To let all things be done decently and in order. Without question, capitalism is more optimistic than any other economic system. It believes in people. When we think about America, we think about opportunities, we think about freedoms and liberty. We are the home of the brave and the land of the opportunity. It's because of ideas and ingenuity that allow for Americans to enjoy these freedoms. The American is more optimistic than any other individual on earth because of the freedoms and opportunities that we have at our feet. President Reagan was known for his optimism. He was known for his wit, and he was known for his love of America. He was a true American hero, not because of his words, but because he was not afraid to go out and make things happen. He was able to do this because of capitalism. Reagan once remarked that, May all of you as Americans never forget your heroic origins, never fail to seek divine guidance, and never lose your natural God-given optimism. Romans 8 and 28 reads, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. Proverbs 4 and 23 reads, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The capitalist believes in themselves, but they also believe in others. They believe that they know what's best for their lives and their futures, and we have such freedoms that no other people know. The free market allows for each individual to make their own choice, whereas the socialists, like Bernie Sanders and so forth, believe they know what is best for each individual. They do not believe that you are capable of making the best decision for yourself, so the all-knowing elite must be in control of your life and make these decisions for you. Unfortunately, far too many in Washington, D.C. look their noses down on the common man and woman of this country. Too many of these individuals think they are above these men and women and they demean them publicly. They are no longer afraid to do this. They have real disdain and hatred for the ones that do not hail from big cities like New York City, Los Angeles, or San Francisco. The man and woman who works blue-collar jobs, maybe two and three of them, they do their own clothes and go to church on Sunday morning. The ones who make up America from sea to shining sea. Psalms 37 and 23 reads, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. This is not the message of the socialists, as government is a socialist religion. Capitalism is the only system that does allow for equality, not equality distributed, which is a myth, but rather opportunity equality. My skills of a professional baseball player will forever be in doubt, as I will never match up to even the worst of big league player. But this is not unfair. We all have the opportunity of greatness, but we are given abilities to succeed in different ways. We are not made the same, but we are uniquely made. To the socialists, this seems unfair and discriminatory but we must look deeper and outside the box. President Reagan remarked that great nations which fail to meet their responsibilities are consigned to the dustbin of history. We grew from that small, weak republic which had as its assets spirit, optimism, faith in God, and an unshakable belief 
that free men and women could govern themselves wisely. We became the leader of the free world, an example for all those who cherish freedom. That spirit and unshaken belief in something more is what makes America, America. The place millions come to each year in search of a better life. It's not because people gave it to us, but rather because we stood up and earned it. In America, each man and woman has the God-given opportunity to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But happiness means something different to each individual, which is why equality distribution and outcome of equality are not possible. Scripture reads, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It's by God that we are given this right, not of ourselves, as it is a gift and all Americans should cherish it. What I love about capitalism is that it is the driver of the American dream. There are so many stories about immigrants coming to America and in just a few short years, they are contributing to the American way of life. They are allowing for the American engine to continue. In America, we see a new generation of people, families, becoming wealthy for the first time. They broke the mold and patterns that held other family generations back, starting out with nothing in their pockets, but because of their work ethic and the opportunities given to them by capitalism, they went from rags to riches. Because happiness does mean something different to everyone, then so does the idea of riches. Some people are never happy with anything, but many are happy with what they have. But the idea of having everything you ever wanted and more is alive and well in America because of capitalism. When an American citizen wins, then America wins. The value that is generated is worth much more than most people will ever understand. This is what so many in Washington, D.C. do not understand. The politicians that got to where they are because of their connections are a part of the American dream. People like Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, and so forth are examples of the American dream, but because of their disdain for the American people and our way of life, they make light of the idea of America. Rather than continuing to build a legacy, these people want to tear down a great empire to make a way for a system that is doomed to fail. It is clear that God rewards those according to what they do. Romans 2 and 6 is a reminder of this and reads, Who will render to every man according to his deeds. Greed can be a side effect of any system, as the more money people have, the more money they want. But God is clear that we are not to be greedy. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Matthew 6 and 24. Proverbs 31 and 9 explains to open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. This is another example of being a joyful giver. We are not to ever forget about those who have less than us, and this is an important life lesson because everything we have can be taken from us at any moment. One of my favorite parables is the parable of the talents, where we learn that we are not all created with the same talents. Each of us does have something to offer this world, but our talents 
will not be the same as someone else's. Our abilities are different and so are our opportunities. For this program, I would like to recite the parable of the talents found in Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a while, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents come and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid my talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest thou I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest, therefore, to have put my money to the exchanger, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents, for unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not, shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. After reading the parable, we learn different things, including that the idea of distributing equally is a contradiction in terms. If the next person has more than I do, then I am not entitled to what they have because of something that I may lack. What we also learn is that we are not going to be successful if we do not act. If we do not take action and do our best, nothing will ever happen. God does help us, but we must do our part. And this is another example that we will be held accountable for what we do or do not do. If we do not do our best, God's will will still be done but we will be held responsible for not doing what we were supposed to do. And perhaps the story of Moses is the best example of this. 
when we study the Bible about economic systems, then we learn a lot. We truly do. We learn that God gives to each and every one of us, and he gives abundantly. It's up to each one of us to do our part. We may not have the same abilities as the next person, but that's okay because God has a plan for each and every one of us. God does not give to us as we expect him to, but he gives accordingly as we have learned throughout this program. God does not call the equipped, but he equips the called. And this is probably one of the most important lessons about capitalism. That is, we may not yet be equipped with what we are after, but as we see with generations who are wealthy for the first time and many immigrants, capitalism does allow for us to be equipped with our desires. As we learn in the Bible and with capitalism, money is not evil, but greed most certainly is. 1 Timothy 6 and 10 reads, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Furthermore, we learn that none of us are less than anyone else and are equal before God. But that does not mean that God does not want us to be responsible. God does give opportunities and it's up to us to act. God is a gentleman who does not force any of us to do anything. Read the stories about Adam and Eve, Abraham, Moses, David, and on and on to understand this principle better. God does not want us to love money, and we cannot serve both money and God. But there is nothing wrong with having money. There is nothing wrong with enjoying the things that God has given to us. This may contradict what many have said, maybe even some preachers. But there are many people who make claims that go against Scripture. As we read in 1 Timothy, not all material things are evil or sinful, but the sin comes from material greed. Here the love of money leads to other sins. This lesson is a great time to quote Charles Spurgeon, who said that we ought surely to be content with such things as we have, for he who has God has more than all the world. Unfortunately, we are just about out of time for our program today. This has been a lot of fun, and I do thank you for joining me. I do hope that you have learned something from today. I do take a lot of pride in these programs, not because of anything that I do, but because it's God that gives these messages. It's all God, so thank God for all things. Before we go, I want you to think of the words that Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, when he said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Again, thank you for joining me. Before we go, I must say that these programs in this station are truly a blessing to me. When I look and see what God has done for me over the last few years, and it's truly a wonder. It's a reminder of what only God can do. It also reminds me of how blessed we are to be in a capitalistic system. So always be thankful for all things. As Dr. Ben Carson said, he already won the lottery. He was born in America, and he knows the Lord. Remember the words of Christ and look to heaven for your treasure. Lay up all things there, and then all things be happy, be content. 
This has been Imagine If You Will here on God's Gospel Radio Ministry. I am Billy Ray Parrish asking you to imagine, if you will, looking at the world through God's Word. Again, I am Billy Ray Parrish for God's Gospel Radio Ministry with another installment of Imagine If You Will. I truly do thank each and every one of you for joining us. It's an honor and a, a privilege to be with you at all times, wherever you may be. If you would, before we go, I ask you to please subscribe and follow our content. Help us spread the word of God unto the ends of the earth. And until next time, friends, stay safe, be careful, and as always, God bless.